0: This is the Psyche of Success, podcasting around the globe. Join us as we interview superstars in their respective fields and help you master the psychology of winning big in business and in life. Here's your host, author, speaker, and business coach, Jody Holland. Hey guys, Jody Holland here with the Psyche of Success. I am with Adam Beckner, who owns Entertaining with Influence. What's going on, guys? Glad to have both of us here. We want to talk a little bit about the creative process. I think right now it's more important than ever to learn to create. Uh, Your influence, your level of connection with your audience and with the people around you is going to be the biggest impact on whether or not your business bounces back from the downturn in the economy because of this virus. So start off just a little bit. Um, I know when I get into the creative process, I have some, I don't know if you want to call them rhythms or habits that I do. Like I love to write, but in order to write, I go through this drink a cup of coffee. I get everything set just like I like it. And I type on my laptop, usually at a coffee shop. I start looking at my my program that I want to write and then I just close my eyes and I spend about 2 or 3 minutes just breathing deep, relaxing and allowing the words to come to me and then I start writing. So do mm-hmm. you have something that you do before you're doing video production
1: or creating a video? So what I do, this is this is what I call like setting the vibe. So I set the vibe in the room and You know, I have a studio, so I have my up lights and I have like my theme color lighting that I go with, which is that's the blue and the red. And then you get the purple mixed in together. So you get you kind of get it all in there. And so I set the vibe by I turn on the lights. Then I have a certain playlist that I listen to. It's what they call like lo-fi beats. And with lo-fi beats, it's helped to like, you know, stimulate my brain in the right way. That way it kind of I shift into a creative process. You know, so that's kind of like my drug, you know, is lo-fi beats. And then I have like this little um, scent diffuser that, you know, sprays out peppermint, the peppermint scent. So, you know, like how back in grade school, teachers would be like, make sure you bring your peppermints so that way you get good (laughs) grades on this tax test. You know, that kind of thing. That's what they were telling me. Yeah. And so it's kind of the same thing. Peppermint serves as a stimulant for me. That way I can stay focused on what I'm trying to do.
0: So what's interesting from a psychological perspective, peppermint and citrus both stimulate memory recall. Really? And so when you're trying to think back to what you want to talk about or what you want to get done, either one of those scents actually does make it easier to recall what you wanted to talk about. And I keep peppermint with me at all times, Mm -hmm. but it's a peppermint oil. Yeah. And so I'll just put a little oil on my wrists and uh, as part of the vibe. I have done... At times, I listen to music, and at times, I don't. Typically, when I'm listening to music, I'm either listening to smooth jazz, no words, just jazz.
1: Yeah, I've, I've tried that. I've tried jazz. Jazz just doesn't do it for not me. Not your thing? Yeah, not my thing.
0: And then the other one is, I go to YouTube, and I, I do study music for concentration. Like, search mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And that's probably similar, because it's just like this...
1: i mean that's exactly what i did is i use spotify for everything just because all my my computers are windows and so you can't get apple music on there yeah and so i use spotify for everything and that's what they have they have all kinds of playlists if you just type focus in the search bar they bring up any type of playlist that you want to listen to and i've gone through a lot of them but i just have my certain one that i listen to and it it does well for me that's awesome so one of the other
0: things that i i do when i first started writing i mean almost 20 years ago I would write a little bit, and then I'd go, so what do you think, what do you think, is it okay, is it okay? And I would ask for feedback. And it took me nine years to write a book because I kept asking for feedback. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember where I heard it. It may have been Stephen Pressfield or something like that. He wrote the book The War of Art and Do the Work, really good books. But he talked about writing for the trash can, if I'm remembering correctly. And when you write for the trash can, you really don't give a crap what anybody thinks of it mm-hmm. you're writing it because you're a writer and that's like if you're doing a video you do the video because that's who you are yeah of course so when I learned to write for the trash can I stopped worrying about whether or not people were going to like my writing I wrote a lot and I've 19 published books now based on just sitting down and free-flowing with the writing allowing the universe to tell me what to say and my fingers to write it out so i See myself from a creative process sometimes as a translator more than I am the originator of the idea. And a lot of people that I know that are also very creative types, they do something similar like getting in your vibe or whatever. You're like, okay, what is it that the world should hear? Hmm. And they go, you know, no, 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 scratch that. What is it that I need to hear that could serve the world also? And then that's what you free flow with, whether it's your audio or your video or your writing or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's actually kind of funny that you mentioned that because I do that because I write scripts before I do my video just because my brain is so busy. It's like like just I'm going through file cabinets, you know, so I have to write a script that way I stay on point with what I'm trying to do. And there are times where I ask people like, hey, what do you think about this script? And then after I actually record that video... I don't like the video and that's just because I felt like I got too much feedback on it. So, and, and so it's kind of weird that you brought that up. And you know, another point to that is, you know, I tell my clients a lot that you just need to make the video for you, you know? So what is that video that you're trying to do? Like, what is that going to do for you after it's already been created and shared with your audience, your friends, your family, whatever it is. And that's one of the things I structure my content around is, you know, these are the, you know, these are the steps that I use to go through my journey. And so I just want to share those steps, you know, because those, those steps are real personable to me. And it's it just what allows me to be real. And I, I
0: will tell you, know. you, I mean, just listening to your stuff, the steps that you go through and you're like, well, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, yeah, me too. Yeah. And so I think that when you speak for yourself and not try to be the voice for other people, you speak for yourself other people put themselves into the story yeah. and start to understand it.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, there's two sides there. You have, you know, what you did and what others did. Because I could just as easily go, well, this is what this creator did to get there, but this is what I did. You know, yeah. what, what they did did not work for me, and what I did probably won't work for them.
0: Yeah, but it will work for somebody. Mm-hmm. And that is the reason so many creators have the followers that they do is like, oh, I so identify with that. It's like you're talking right to me. Yeah. And so I, I think, you know, you've got to set the vibe. So that's one of the things we both agree on. Yeah. You've got to free flow the information for yourself, not for other people. Mm-hmm. And then other people will insert themselves into the story and interpret it exactly. for what they need. Exactly. And then I think the third thing is, and I heard Seth Godin say this one time, winners publish. And yeah. so you, you can sit around and worry all day long about what people are going to think of you and whether or not they're going to like you. But in the end... The only people who get to win the game are the ones that are in the arena.
1: You know, and it, you don't even have to be 100% better on whatever your next piece of content is. You just have to be 1% better than what the last piece that you published was. Yeah. You know, I mean, because when you publish a piece of content, you know, this is probably a high percentage, but you're still about 90% further ahead of the person who's still sitting on their ideas.
0: Well, you're exactly right. And the one that's just sitting on their ideas, that is... It's little c creativity. Mm -hmm. So what? You had an original idea. What'd you do with it? It's not the capital C creativity until you go out and share it with the world. And it's a novel idea. Mm -hmm. So something unique and different than what we've seen before that has an impact and is actually useful. So I think, you know, from my own perspective, I hear people ask me all the time about whether it's executive coaching or training or. Or speaking or writing, like all the things that I do. They're like, oh my gosh, how did you get started? And the real answer is, I just started. Yeah. And so I let go of the fear of being evaluated and started pursuing what I knew was inside of me and what my dream was. And I did it because I loved it. And I think that sparks a lot of creativity. If you love what you're doing, that's the art in doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it all just goes back to you. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is I go back and I watch all my old pieces of content and I just laugh. I don't laugh because I sounded funny or I thought, you know, the background that I had was weird. I just laughed because... I was afraid at that moment, you know, I was afraid to make that piece of content because like, oh, what if this person sees it? And yeah. What if that person sees it? What if they don't like it, me? It's just, it's just a dumb reason to not try to propel yourself forward. And yet, it's one of the main reasons that fear of rejection or fear of
0: criticism. Yeah. And that One of the reasons I wrote that book, Six Demons of Fear, and I put that as the first fear, the fear of criticism, mm-hmm. and said that almost every other fear is compounded by that fear is because as a human, we are so freaking afraid of what people are going to think of us. Write a book, get a one-star review, who cares? Do a video, fumble in the middle of it, who cares? Mm -hmm. I have said the weirdest stuff from stage at times where I'm like, I'm really flowing, and then a strange word comes out that has nothing to do with (laughs) anything. And you're like, ha, 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 man, that was funny. And then you just keep going. Mm -hmm. You don't die of embarrassment. I mean, I've actually never heard of anybody physically dying of embarrassment, but we're still scared. So to get over the fear and to become a creator, to me, that requires perspective. And so the next thing that I would say in the creative process is maintain the perspective that this is about you. It is not about anyone else or anything else. This is about you living into your authentic self. Mm -hmm. If you are a writer, if you are a speaker, if you are an innovator or a challenger, or a coach, or a video creator, or whatever. You have to be that thing, or you're never going to be happy. So when you become real, you become authentic, you just go, forget it. I'm going to be who I'm supposed to be, period.
1: Yeah, and I, I really don't think that you'll ever know your true why, unless you give up those things. You, know, you are your biggest critic. You know, yeah. Yes, you're not gonna like your work. You're not gonna like the sound of your voice going through this microphone. You know, you're not gonna like the way you look on camera, but people don't see you on camera. They listen to the words you have to say. And they, have, they see
0: that character mm-hmm. that is you. So the, one of the other ways that I maintain perspective is I, I think of myself as the writer who's making an impact. And I play that game of, of being the writer. And I just follow into that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, like, like I said, I write scripts for everything. And I, I've never really been big on writing or anything. But the moment I started writing scripts, I developed a new skill. And, you know, that new skill was, you know, writing content. I never really, like I said, I never wanted to be a writer or anything like that. I just kind of just got good at it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's, you know, that's what's fascinating to me about, you know, the entertaining industry is that there's so much to learn and so much to do. And, you know, for my type of personality, I have to be the one to know how to do it all.
0: Yeah. And I I like keeping as much control as I can over the process, but I have definitely become okay with not knowing how to do everything. Mm -hmm. And that was not in the beginning for me. In the beginning, I needed to know everything and now I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I, I wanna know the things that I'm an expert at, my zone of genius. Yeah. And that's why, I, you know, I contract with you to do all the video production and audio production for me. That's why I've got, you know, people that do graphic design for yeah. me. And,
1: but, and what, what's funny is, you know, I would like to think that the reason why I wanna know how to do everything is so that whenever I go to hire my team because I'm a one man show. I do, you know, Mm -hmm. all my content, I do all the content for my clients. So I would like to think that whenever I went to hire somebody, I knew exactly what they needed to be doing. So that way it doesn't, you know, create a negative impact on, you know, my company name of, well, entertaining with influence doesn't really know what they're doing anymore. They kind of lost their touch. And, you know, you see a lot of businesses fail because of that. And that I feel like that comes from the lack of, you know, you're not you're not delegating in the right way.
0: Right, that makes total sense to me. Um, and I think that was why I kept control in the beginning is because I didn't I didn't want to not understand what they were supposed to be doing. Because if I if I didn't understand uh, what they were supposed to be doing, I would freak out. And now I'm like, I need to understand the basics, but that's it. All right. So after, after you feel like you've got control over the process, you understand what people are supposed to be doing, then you kind of let go of some of that cause you understand the overview of it. I think the final piece for me in being creative is to believe I have something to offer.
1: That's, you know, that's actually the number one thing. Um, cause I do have a consulting program as well. And that is the first thing I actually teach my clients is learn what you have to offer and then learn what you have to offer others. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I said that I said that backwards, actually. So you need to learn what you have to offer yourself. I forgot the yourself part in there, and then learn what you have to offer others.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I think that makes total sense because at the end of your life, if you don't live into some kind of purpose, then you look back on your life and you think, what was the point? Mm-hmm. So I think that purpose for me is in offering something to others to help them grow and develop and become a better version of themselves. And that's why I've focused so much on improving their their internal talk and improving their leadership and improving their communication because those are the things that have an impact. Yeah. And they're the things that I have to offer me because mm-hmm. I had to teach them to myself first, and now I have to offer the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, that's awesome because, I mean, just for me, what I have to offer myself is just a different type of lifestyle that's really not seen or even heard of. And so that's kind of what I feel that I had to offer myself. But I do those offerings through, you know, teaching other creators how to find their own signature, you know. I like that. Find their own signature. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of my tagline, like on my YouTube channel. It says uh, finding your signature as a creator, you know. That's awesome. And so then that also leads into, you know, another thing that I like to talk about is really just find what's missing in the marketplace. That's a very important part within the creative process. Because if you're just kind of creating to create, then you know, what's kind of separating you from you know, that other person that you're competing with?
0: Yeah, I, that actually makes total sense. I've, I can think more entrepreneurially and less artistically mm-hmm. when I'm looking at the marketplace versus looking at what's inside of me. Yeah. So I think that is probably the novel piece of it that is it going to be useful to the world around you? So I've, I created a course called Clean and Safe Trained. Because coming out of this virus, if people are not trained effectively on how to clean and eliminate viruses and get rid of bacteria, then this whole thing just spreads again and we shut businesses down again. Yeah, that that mean, would suck.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel uncomfortable walking into places and, you know, like, you know, what if they didn't wipe down this door handle? Or what if they, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, just kind of stupid little things like that. I'm going to feel uncomfortable. But, you know, had someone had, you know, posted on their front door, like, clean and safe, certified, blah, 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 blah. Like, like, okay, so you it know. gives you a psychological yeah. comfort knowing yeah.
0: that they know what the heck they're doing. Yeah. yeah, and that's the way I feel about it. Is I just know that I want the businesses that I do business with to go through something like this, mm-hmm. and I am good at simplifying complicated things. And I think that has been my specialty in the creative process is making things easy to understand. So I went through and I spent weeks researching the most effective way to just clean and get rid of or inactivate viruses so that they're no longer dangerous and put that together. So that's the novel piece of it is it has to be useful to the world. Even, I mean, I know some people look at fiction and nonfiction, they go, well, how is fiction writing useful to the world? And I will say, and I'm mostly a nonfiction writer, business writer, but some of those fiction books are the perfect escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Like I needed that escape from reality, yeah. whether it's, I mean, take your pick. My wife absolutely loved the whole Harry Potter series. I read the Twilight series. I've read a bunch of Frank Peretti and John Grisham. And uh, man, Piers Anthony is a sci-fi writer that I've always loved. Dean Koontz. So all of these fiction writers that I've I've loved over the years they were my escape from the drudgery of reality. And I think romance is that way. And I think uh, all of the fiction books are kind of that way. And the business books are a way to master your reality.
1: Yeah. So sometimes you want to
0: escape and sometimes you just want to be the king or queen of reality.
1: Yeah. I know whenever I went into business for myself, you know, as a kid, I liked to read, you know, kind of grew up, got into high school. Then I just kind of stopped reading just because i didn't want to do it. That happens a lot in high school. you know, and even kind of through college, I never really picked up a textbook at all. Just if I needed something, I went directly online and got it offline and, you know, did that whole route. But the moment I went into business for myself, I just started reading again and I never thought I'd be the type of person to like read business books or spend two hours reading a book on YouTube trying to figure out, you know, what I can do differently to really stand out on the platform. You know, I never thought I was going to be that guy. But what's funny is about the reality stuff for the seven weeks that we've been in shelter in place, I had and a little moment where I started to mix reality with fiction. <laughs> and I was watching a movie, and, like, the, the guys, were, they were in a bar, and I was thinking, I was like, how is this bar allowing these people just to stand that close and get in each other's face? And then I was like, wait, you're watching a movie, Adam. Like, that's not reality. They're not social distancing <laughs> yeah, in the movie. And so I thought that was kind of funny.
0: That is funny, but I think that we, we do a lot of that. And, I mean, that's the origin of this conversation was that I – I invoke my muse and allow the universe to to speak through me and my writing mm-hmm. for things that I need to hear and that probably rather the rest of the people in the world need to hear as well. Yeah. And so we're mixing reality and unreality or other reality on a very regular basis. Because even the movies, that's just like a, a, a fiction book where you don't have to think. Yeah. Because the fiction books, when I would read them, I have this movie playing in my head and I'm watching the story unfold When you watch a movie, it's just a lot less energy used. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, and now that you kind of put it that way, it kind of gave me a little breakthrough for an answer I've actually been looking for, you know, over the past, you know, 24 hours of trying to figure out why I was different than other people. And just with the little mix of reality there, it just kind of goes to show me that with the way that I portray my content, I try to, I went, I'm not giving back in secrets on it, but I try to, you know, live the life people wish they would, because, Mm-hmm. You know, it goes back to speaking into existence, you know, so I'm trying to live the life that I want to live. Like I said, what I have to offer myself is lifestyle. So that's like me putting that back together full circle. Yeah. So and thanks for that answer that I've been ahead. looking for.
0: Well, and I've, I've always wanted to have a lifestyle business. I think there's yeah. different focuses within business. And a lot of times an artist is looking for a lifestyle business, an entrepreneur is looking for... Just a massive cash cow revenue generator. Mm-hmm. and then the the business person or the manager is just looking for something to run and ensure that they can manage a process. So I would suggest, I mean, when when you think about that, because you're an artist the same way I'm an artist, maybe it's a good idea within a mastermind group or within a coaching program to get some outside perspective. I am absolutely, both a a manager and an entrepreneur for other people's business yeah but i'm an artist in mine Mm -hmm. and i think that shift in perspective is good because it it helps people see where they could go and i'm not saying you're going asking for permission or what do you think of my creativity but more as an entrepreneur the entrepreneur is the one that makes sure that it's novel the artist is the one that makes sure that it's it's fulfilling and the manager is the one that makes sure that it's systemized. Mm -hmm. So we create, and then once we create, we need other people to help us figure out our pathway to success or profitability or whatever the, the revenue model is that we're looking for. So here's my final thought on the creative process. The creative process is an internal and external connection. It is connecting the core of who you are internally with the core of what you want to bring to the world and what, how you want to be seen by the world. So the external perspective, and when you get the internal and the external in alignment, who you are and what you're doing match up, magical things happen. But when you don't get into alignment, then horrible things happen. And most people are miserable when they're out of alignment. So that's my parting thought on this is that you've got to be true to you internally and externally.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just to kind of, you know, I'm going to put it in, you know, more of a simplistic way. I mean, it kind of goes off at of internals and externals, like you said. Yeah. But for me, just to keep it real simple, that way my mission stays simple and I'm not, you know, making everything so complex that I'd get lost in what I'm doing is, you know, my internal factor is, you know, what does Adam have to offer himself? And my external is, what do I have to offer others? Yeah, so yeah. kind of
0: back to that, you know, why am I here and why do why does that matter? So. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've loved the conversation. I hope you guys have loved it as well. If you have any questions, make sure you reach out to us. Love for you to give us a rating on what you thought of the show And offer us some suggestions if there's a topic that you want us to cover. I'm a business psychologist. If it relates to psychology, leadership, or success, I'm your guy. I can help you out any way that you want and bring you the information that you're looking for. If you want to know how to be an entertainer and how to create and elevate your influence, that's not me. That's Adam. (laughs) So reach out to one of the two of us and give us some ideas. We'd love to create a special show for you. If you go give us a review, we'll give you a shout-out. I'd love to have the the comments on there, what the show means to you, and how it's helping you. Thank you, guys, and we will see you in the next episode. There we go. Perfect. Good timing. Thank you for listening to the Psyche of Success. Give us a five-star rating. Subscribe. Share with your friends. Take out billboards about how much you love us if you want. But just make sure to apply the lessons learned and live fully into your potential. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Psyche of Success.